there must be a better way. There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words in a new way, to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Philip Hall. And this is Real Church Matters, but we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church Matters. Real Church Matters. How are you, Philip? I'm good. I'm, I'm missing all my cues. We're supposed to say Real Church Matters together, right? Yeah, but you didn't. It's okay. It's been a minute. <laughs> but you're here. I know. You're here. We we pulling out everybody. We didn't have Antoinette. We didn't have Charity. Now we got Philip. We making our way through. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you? How are you? I'm I'm doing good. Good. That's good to hear. Housekeeping. Realchurchmatters.com is the website. You can go on there to listen to the website. You I mean to the podcast. You can also share with people. Share with as many people as you can. Uh yeah, listen to it. Listen to old episodes. Maybe you listen to Philip today and you're like, I like his perspective. I want to hear other ones that he's done and he's done quite a few. So go back on there. Um, shout out to each and every person who is listening in America and internationally. The uh, People in Ghana, people in Ireland, people in, what was the other one? Canada. Jeez. Yeah, we're getting there. No country for uh, old men around here, but somebody listening. Mm. And shout out to everybody who says they listen but don't, and I know you don't. And shout out to those people who say they listen and actually do. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, with that being said, we'll get into it. Uh, as always, it's obedience over audience. Obedience over audience, obedience over audience, obedience over audience. So how are you, Philip? I'm doing amazing. Uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. So, you know, it's, it's, I've grown a lot. And uh, I mean, actually, this, Real Church Man is actually like, whether I'm on it or not, it's, it's a growing tool for me. To even you know hear the different perspectives, sometimes it actually goes against what I'm thinking at the current time, and I have to grow up to that perspective. So yeah, cool. I appreciate that because uh, I think the the main goal of the podcast has always been to replicate the conversations that we have in private. Yeah, for other people who to hear who may not have these conversations in their families. You know, we take it for granted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, these days, I, sometimes we rarely agree, and sometimes we 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 always agree. So, you know, I can appreciate both because it always helps me grow. It either uh, reinforces things that I I've already been studying, or it can correct corrects things pretty much. Yeah. That's an interesting point. That's not what I wanted to talk about today, but I think that's a good place to to go. When nah, it, man, don't let me. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, 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 I think it's needed. Um, when it comes to agreeing, yeah, 
And like you said, you said sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. I think it needs to be said that there are disagreements in approaches. Right. There are not disagreements in truths. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have to qualify that for people and create those distinctions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we not, we not. Because I'm way too adamant about my truth for us to passively say, like, we disagree. Because nah. then that means that we don't agree. A lot of times we're talking about the same thing. And it's how we approach it. How we approach it is always different. And uh, just be be stuck on method. And, and even though we're arriving to the same place, I'm like, exactly. So I'm saying that to say one of the things that I think is I'm trying to work hard on, even in my family Bible study, mm-hmm. is that it's less about methodology and more about purpose. Right. It's less about how something gets done and more about what needs to be done. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, if we sitting all day and talking about how we should tile the floor. It's not getting tiled. It's not getting tiled. And most of my engagements with young men, middle-aged men, and older men in the faith is talking about methodology. Yeah. So I'm always butting heads with men about how something should be done. And then in the midst of this argument, they'll always say, but we're saying the same thing. We want the same thing. But we we say we want it, but we disagree with how to get it, how to arrive to it. And we have to get past that point where it's no longer about there's a right or wrong way to do something. And we start talking about how can we get to a point place where we agree on what to do so we can do it together. Right. Because if I'm constantly saying it should be done this way and you're saying this way and then neither one of us is going to concede and say, all right, I'm going to go and do it Phillips way just because for the sake I want it to be done. Yeah. And if it's a viable way to get it done, what's the what's wrong with doing it that way? Yeah. On my end, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, on my end, I'm not even talking about on your end. Yeah. On my end, what's wrong with doing it that way? If it gets it done and I said that I care more about getting it done. And how it's done You know what I'm saying Like I think a lot of times It exposes that we don't care about Whatever we say we care about And we care about it being done our way Yeah And it leads me to What I want to talk about today My question to you is How can men How can men better communicate with men And unite with men In the faith Mm. It starts. It starts with because you 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 understand. I'm, I'm saying this under some assumptions. Yeah. I'm saying it under one assumption that you understand that there is a breakdown of communication with men in general, but especially in church or in the body of believers, since there isn't even any church going on right now. Yeah, it's it starts with uh, with separates men in general, which is always pride. Like all my engagements, even growing up, I like sitting in men's fellowship and watching each of the guys. It's like they they used to have like a a competition of who could tell the worst story. Yeah, yeah. Of who who went through more? Like I used to be a drug dealer. Well, I used to be a drug kingpin. Like I used to have five women. I used to have ten. Women. Like it's always a hierarchy of like 
what can somebody do better? Yeah. And it and it never it don't stop at the church doors. You do it in at the pulpit, and it continues on going. And then you know we're raised under that. And then I got to the point where I was even being a musician, and and how I, I felt the effects of that like. Coming in, I, I, it wasn't a welcome arms from a grown man. It was just like, yeah, nah, man, like what's, what's <laughs> happening here? I'm the, I'm, I'm the head musician. God I'm rest the big, his soul. I'm the big Kahuna. God rest his soul. <laughs> but, but you know, it taught me even at that age. I said, I don't want to be this. I don't yeah. want to be this. I don't want to uh, push people away because we could do so much more together. Together, and knowing that we can do so much more together. Is where I'm at I'm very perplexed Because I see So much Disunity But I see it Especially in the core Of men Yeah Like there's a breakdown Communication There's frustrations There's pride There's all these things That's preventing us from Just Moving forward And I don't want to get lost On the The question Or, or pass over the question Because it is serious And I'm asking a question because I really want your insight. Yeah. Sometimes people think I'm asking these questions just to start a conversation and then I could just start going. Yeah. Going. Nah. Everybody knows my opinions on stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? They know my viewpoint. I think people really want to know. <laughs> I don't mind the laughing stuff. It is with it. But it, I think people really want to know what you think. For me, uh, what what is it that can we do? It st- it starts it starts it starts with how Jesus dealt with the disciples, like him versus Peter. In in a lot of those instances, it couldn't have been two Peters. It couldn't it, like he had to digress on the aggression. Like I I find that uh, a hard place to be. Who had to Jesus? Did. Jesus had to stop. Being aggressive, he 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 did not meet Peter's aggression with aggression. Oh, I see what you mean. Never, like never. Uh, the only way he could have reached Peter, other than that, you know, it would have went crazy. Like, but he was aggressive. Oh, he was aggressive. Like Jesus was aggressive, but he was wise. Oh. So, so the way Peter had to digest aggression, he didn't even know it was aggression. Yeah, he just like even correction or all of that. Like the way Jesus corrected grown men. It was it was like if you want to know how to deal with other men, you need to read on how he dealt with his disciples. It's like men one on one, like the way he dealt with them, even correcting them, even like dealing with Judas, the way he dealt with like somebody like doing them dirty. Like he did not meet that with aggression or neither did he embarrass them. Well, he kind of did. Yeah. Right. (laughs) He let it be known. But. Like I take my cues from that, even running my business. Like I deal with guys who uh, are aggressive a lot of times, who are mean a lot of times. They come to work. What do you think that means when we meet guys who are angry, who are aggressive, who are um, adamant about having an alpha mentality, or about um, being possessive or dogmatic in their thinking? I come across a lot of guys that's like. They want to make sure you know what their territory is, what's theirs. They want to make sure you know what they can and can't do or what they will and won't do. Like, you know, I had a situation where I'm I didn't I'm trying to respect somebody else's property. 
and they want to make sure that I know it, I already know I like I'm already showing you that I respect your property. They want to make sure that they can be clear in saying this is their property. And it's like for what? I've been there before. So it like I, as soon as I see it, I understand that they haven't they haven't met the real reality of how out of control they they are. That's what that is. That's that anger is is the response. To but would you call that anger? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's so there's a such thing as like um, latent anger. Yeah, like it's not express. It's not expressive anger. But you know that when they're doing these things, it's coming from a place of anger, of pride, of, potential. of aggressiveness. Yeah, like it's like they don't. It's like when a kid take their toy from you because they don't want you to play with it, but they're not actually going to play with it either. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I I'm not going to play with it, but I don't want you to play with it. Like when we see this stuff, and that's why I say I'm I'm just being focused on. The fact that you, you, I asked the question and you responded with the typical way we respond. And we just want to break out of it. Yeah. And I'm making note of it, not to point at you, but to point at all of us. Yeah. Is people ask us a question of how we could do something and then they divert it to diagnosing the problem. Right. So, like, I asked you the question <laughs> and you went right to it's because of pride. It's like, I know, no, I know all of these things. I know that men are suffering with pride. I know they're dealing with this, that, you and You don't know how to, how to. How do we navigate that? And you hit it on the head. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to look at Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to look at how he dealt with all these different type of guys. The guy that's chill, but he's plotting and scheming. The guy that's overly vocal, but he mean well. He just don't know how to mean well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's showing us how to deal with these people. Different characters too. Different characters, different characteristics, different uh, handicaps, different issues, different struggles with sin. You're gonna meet one of them. You're gonna meet one of them, or all of them, or sometimes you're gonna meet all twelve disciples rolled in one man. Yeah. And Jesus is showing us how. He's showing us how. Uh, what's one thing? Because you brought up Peter and Jesus. What's one notable engagement of that that we can point to, just as an example? It stands out to you because it sounds like you have considered this stuff. So it's not like I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, nah. Uh, one of the one of the, the the biggest things was uh, Peter felt like he was doing something good for Jesus when he came to him. He took, you know, G, he was being a listening ear for Jesus, uh, and Jesus was telling him about the dream he had, and. Well, I would say a vision, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was telling him what was foretold. Yeah, what was foretold, and Peter was like, "Nah, you know," and he's it's he, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And even though, well, let's let's pause there. Yeah, because that is typical man. Yeah. Oh yeah. To to hear somebody say something, and your immediate response is like, and you're not even processing it. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. They'll ride for you. <laughs> they will help you destroy your own family. Yeah, yeah. They'll help you do whatever. Like men, men, uh, when they do stick together, it's no, it's normally for bad. By the it way, is, it is. <laughs> there, there is loyalties. Yeah, there is loyalties and dependencies. Things that God really wants to source and use as a resource, but they end up being not able to be sussed because it's used for wrong. Right. This loyalty. 
I'm I'm following you, Jesus. I'm following you, but I'm not following you really. Yeah. Because you told me that you was gonna make me a fisher of men. And I'm not really here for that anymore because I've fallen in love with you. Yeah. Like in the most masculine way possible. Yeah. I've fallen in love. Like he respects Jesus. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like I met some young men, some middle-aged men, some older men who really, really love Jesus. Right. But have taken their love for Jesus too far. Way too far. Way too far. I didn't see some barbershops arguments. <laughs> I always start off with Jesus and now we, like it's in my for this. And I'm like, God, like <laughs> this is going south. So you're not even the man you love and respect. You're not even really holding him down because you don't know how to respect him. You don't know how to love him. Yeah. That's a that's a big issue. Right, let's take a pause and talk about this. That's a big issue with men when they mean well. But they don't understand. There's a lot of aggression. There's a lot of loyalty. There's a lot of ready to roll. I'll run through a wall for you. And he's like, I don't need you to run through no wall. I actually need you to build some walls. Bro, that's men in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's men when, you know, when I go to the gym or I'm at work and they talking about their situations, that's that's them. They so frustrated. And it's, it's frustration, frustration met with love. And they so passionate of holding things together and providing, and they ain't doing nothing right. Nothing right. The whole time they trying to love something, they killing it. Yeah, they killing it. The whole time he trying to save Jesus, he's actually betraying him. Right. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. Like he means him more harm than Judas does. That's yeah. wild. Because he's trying to change the trajectory. Of the whole mission. At any given point, letting Peter have his way, it would have been a war. Imagine if he knew <laughs> that Judas was supposed to betray him. Oh, it would have been a wrap. Jesus woke up and he'd be standing over Judas like, I found out he was trying to scheme on you. I got him for you, Jesus. Yeah, it would have ruined the whole plan. He's like, Jesus over everything, family over everything. And Jesus would be like, God, dog, what'd you do, man? <laughs> you just <messed> everything <laughs> He was supposed to go and get the cops and they were supposed to arrest me. They gonna come arrest you now. <laughs> you gonna be on the cross. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For like, no reason. For no reason. And it mean well. And that you see it all the time. It breaks my heart. I see men who good men. Yeah. If you a man and you know me right now and you listening to this podcast, I think you're a good man. Yeah. The problem is it's good men don't understand how to be God men. Right. They want mean well to everybody. They want everybody to know they ride for them. They want everybody to know they they could depend on them. Whole time they getting crushed. Yeah. They crushing everybody they love. They not even hurting the people that are actually after. They crushing the people they love. They betraying the very principles they think they standing by. Because the principles they standing on are also pressing on the relationships they say they value. Right. So what we doing here? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like there was a there's a rapper and he, he's about to get out of jail. They told him he either snitches on his friend and get a less sentence or his friend is gonna have to do the same time he did. And he's like, Well, we're gonna do the same time. And they like, this is honorable. 
And now they're both getting out of jail now. And it's six years later. And everybody's like, these are honorable guys. They didn't snitch on one another. It's like, so now we had two people who couldn't take care of their families sitting in jail because of dishonor. So while he honoring his brother, he got children at home that he's not there for. Right. He did not honor. He didn't honor in this choice. Someone, uh, we, we almost got to tell men. I feel like we, we should just say it now. Hopefully some men will hear it. Yeah. You're constantly going to be in a situation where you got to choose. Absolutely. You're not the Superman who looks, and they always do this in every movie. The, the villain will set it up where you got to choose. You either let Lois Lane drop to her death or you save the people on the bus. And somehow Superman figure out a way to save both. Always. Always. He'll, he'll, gra- he'll grab Lois Lane, throw her into the bus, yeah. swoop, grab the bus, happy ending. That's not the way this works. Every time you have to choose between your loyalties to everyone or your loyalty to God. It got to be God every time. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it's it's only you and him when it's all said and done. I was, what, is, what does that mean? Because <laughs> I, I don't want to assume nobody knows. My, my, my lowest of moments, and, and like I could be in a room crowded full of people and, and feel the, at my lowest point where I was brought to the reality that like God is all I have. Even though I got family, even though I got all these things, like God was the only answer to my depression, my my confusion, my my growing. Because uh, you don't have those things yeah. without him. Right. Because, how can I put this? I know how I can put this. You got a bike. That's an awesome bike, man. You riding it. Something happened, you don't have no arms no more. Right? No arms. No arms. (laughs) Whatever happened, you ain't got no arms. I come to you and I say, can I have that bike? You're like, nah. It's mine. Yeah. But you can't use it. No, but it's mine. It's mine, so I'm going to keep it. Yeah, but you're never going to ride that bike again, bro. Let me get that up off of you. You can use the money I pay you for this bike more than you can use the bike. No. Phil, why do you think that guy won't let go of that bike? Because he can't. He can't accept. <laughs> Not because he can't let go. Because he don't got no arms. He, but he, he can't. <laughs> he can't accept the fact that he don't got no arms. And it's manifesting itself through what? The fact he won't let that bike go. Yeah. Because it reminds him what? He don't got no arms. He don't got no arms. And to give that bike up is to concede. I ain't got no arms. I don't got no arms. And so you have people who want to hold their families down with no arms. Yeah. And you telling them like, bro, like you letting your wife down right now, fam. Yeah. You letting your, your children down right now. And you're like, no, I'm not. I got them right here. And you're like, you're not holding them down. Yeah. You, you don't have it to hold them down. Let You're going to have to let go of that and, and find another way to hold them down. Because that way ain't working no more. Yeah. You have to let that go and find another way. These men just, this is where that pride and that stubbornness come. I want to be who I've always been 
but I want to use it for good. Can't. It gotta die. It ha- like the most important part of construction is demolition. Like you'll spend more time trying to fix something that's broke, and and trying to trying to re sculpture something that's like deteriorating than turn it down and building it again. I had told somebody this week uh, that every time God broke me, I built a newer version of something he didn't ask me to build. Even in acknowledging that he broke. Even though though I acknowledge, I I still built myself back. Probably a slightly different shape, same ingredient stuff. Still had to put that anger in there. Because this is the the (laughs) ignorance, too. And this is part of faulty teaching. Yeah. People say things like, if God don't want this to happen for me, it won't happen. That's more like a Ouija board than it is wisdom. Absolutely. That's more like a Ouija board than it is the Holy Spirit leading you. Is it leading you if I got to tear down and shut every door that I don't want you to go through? If I have to shut the doors and lock them so you don't go through them, do you have wisdom? Why didn't he shut all the doors? Well, they're waiting for him to. Yeah. This is their ignorance. Hey, I'm about to walk through this door, guy. If it ain't for me, you better shut it. Hey, man, you ain't shut it yet. I'm going through this door, baby. You get on the other end, they all messed up, lost their money, lost their job, whatever happened. It must have been meant for me to go through that. No, not at all. It made me a stronger man, Philip. No. He broke me. No. He <laughs> no, he, he didn't. broke me, and he I got built back up. I'm better now. Really, when they saying they better, this is another distinction. Y'all don't know what better is. I know I was better because I thought better. I didn't know I think I was better because my situation got better. Yeah, I come up on such better situations all the time. That doesn't mean I got better. No, doesn't mean God is pleased with me. That doesn't mean He put me in a better situation. No. That means that I'm in another situation that hopefully will lead me to be better in my thinking. I don't understand, Phil. I mean, when you apply to like directional uh, thinking, like it's it's almost as if God is putting a brick wall up and then we smash into it Mm -hmm. and then uh, it breaks us to pieces. And we we say, oh, he meant this for us to get broke. And then we travel around the room again and then we hit that same wall, break up. We put ourselves back together. And we say, I, I must not be done learning yet. It's like, it would be like, if you went into a dojo and the dude was like beating you up and stuff. If I saw a guy beating him up, somebody up in a dojo, I would say, he's training that guy. Yeah. If I saw somebody beating a guy up on the street, I'd be like, he ain't training him. Yeah. He getting that tail whip. And he need to run. Why is it okay for one guy to get beat up and not not the other guy? Because of who's beating him up. Right. This guy that's beating him up in that dojo, he know that's his trainer. Yeah. So he trusts him that everything he's doing to him is for his good. Yeah. This guy that's beating him up outside, he don't know him. Or maybe he do. But he know his intention for him is not for his good. Right. It's to kill this guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We think that God, that we understand his intention. Right. And we mistake God for people that's just street. 
Yeah. You, people don't know when they get they in the street getting beat up, and they don't know when they in the dojo, bro. Or when they in the church getting beat up. <laughs> like I've seen it. I, I've seen people practice these these these. What's one? What's one of the things that I've constantly always said to you is you didn't have to go through that. You didn't have to go through that. And the conversations have always changed over the years. Yeah. But it used to be a time like you like, bro, nah, I wouldn't even see it this way if it wasn't for that. Nah. It's like we gotta understand there's another way to avert your eyes to that way. Absolutely. And we can't we can't mistake uh we just can't mistake God's grace for us being righteous or us going into the right direction. I've learned like Throughout the years, I used to think just because I was alive, it meant I was doing something well. Or just because I still had shelter over my head, meant I had God's blessing. I can't be that bad. Yeah. If I was that bad, he'd throw me in the street. He'd throw me in the street. Mind you, the biggest demons in this world got the nicest houses. (laughs) That's true. The penthouses ain't filled with uh, Christians. (laughs) That's true. You feel me? Yeah. Go to Beverly Hills, guys. What's happening in between those walls ain't folks reading the Bible. No, it's not. You know what I'm saying? You want to know what's happening in between those walls? Real church. No, yeah. not Even that. Over audience. Not that either. Jesus after dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's definitely Jesus after dark. It's, it's definitely. And, it, and it, it's getting bad. You know, they coming out with more stories and more stories of these things that are happening. And people are really playing this thing like, you was working on something in my room, like electrical. And I saw you touch it mm-hmm. with something. Yeah. You were just trying to make sure it wasn't Went hot. Wasn't hot. Yeah. Because if it was hot, you're like, I got to go cut that before I do anything else. Yeah. I feel like that's all people do. Every action that they do is trying to test if, they, if God is hot or cold. Mm. It's sad because he, he's not. that's not a good barometer to use. And sometimes, and we're still talking about men. I'm talking about, we just going over the things that, that men, the mentalities, because I'm circling back to how do we deal with these mentalities. Yeah. But I'm laying the table here because there are a lot of Peters out here. Oh, absolutely. And they teaching other, they teaching other guys. I, I wrote something on Instagram based upon that. I was, I was. On my merry way, and I heard a guy say something that was so incorrect to another mm-hmm. guy. And he was only telling them based upon the grace that God gave him yeah. in it. Don't knock it till you try it. And I, I was sitting there like, wow. Like, he only thinks that way because God kept him through that. So he's mistaken his 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 bad decision for right moves. But here's the thing. This is part of it. And this is where these these guys are really Thanos. <laughs> because what messed the Avengers up is that when they learn Thanos' motivations, they didn't understand them. Yeah. All I ever keep coming across is villains who want something very simple. Right. They want money. They want power. They come across this guy. He's like, I want to cleanse the earth. That's it. Just want to make set right the balance. Sounds pretty good. Sounds good. That's 
It's you're never going to change that guy's mind. No, because he's found a righteousness in his thinking. In his thinking, yeah, he's as evil as every other villain. Yeah, but he's found a righteousness. See, it's hard to find a righteousness in. I just want to be a megalomaniac, and I want to kill everybody. I want to kill everybody, and I want to rob a liquor store. I want to make a billion dollars. I want to steal from people. It's it's hard to find a righteousness in it, but you can. You know, remember Robin Hood? He was a thief. Yeah. Prince of thieves. Yeah. Right? But he was robbing from the rich, giving to the poor. We run into guys like that. We run into a lot of Robin Hoods. Yeah. Right? But when you find a righteousness in your wrongness, you are a person that literally, I think the Avengers all came together and said, we got to kill him. Yeah. Like, he's not helping. He's not. He's not a villain that you could just sit and know. Like, yeah, he over there doing something else. Uh, Superman, go get him. No, he has to go. Yeah. Think of how damaging men are to their families. With a righteousness, though. When they have righteousness, but it's wrong. That uh, the Peter was Thanos. Absolutely, he was Thanos. I people are th- people are Thanos. I hear men saying, "Hey, man, you just can't settle." Like you get, you just gotta like look. <laughs> they don't. He, I've never been married before. Yeah. My brother experienced something I've never experienced. Yeah. And then I, I've never been separated before. Right. And had children and have established this whole thing. So you got two experiences that you that you've gone through. Yeah. That I don't understand. Right. I don't understand. I told you to. Day before your wedding, the day of. I was yeah, like, I don't, no, I, was, yeah, I don't even understand, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> I told you the day before, of your wedding, Dad. Yeah. I told you the day of everything falling apart, Dad. Yeah. I sure. don't know, man. But what I do know is that there was something more I could have done for you. Absolutely. Which is what Jesus did for Peter. It's like you can't just you gotta be wise about this. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That that wisdom. You gotta be wise. Yeah. Because the uh, un- unless you just decide you're gonna kill the person, you can't let them kill everything else. Right. In pursuit of righteousness. Wh- why was that young man in two thousand six? Two thousand six you got married, right? Nah. Was it? Nah. Nine, two thousand nine. Yeah. I don't know why six is always in my head. It's the year I graduated. That's what it was. Yeah, and it's yeah. That was yeah, yeah. <laughs> so two thousand nine, you got married, and I I remember asking you one day. I think I asked you on one of his podcasts. I said, "Why did you get married?" You you said it. you was like, it seemed like it was the right thing. Yeah, it was. It was so right. It felt so right. It's no way it can be wrong. It's no way it can be wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying it was wrong, even in hindsight. Yeah. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that we have a better serve to teach young men how to not see right in acts, see right in mind. Right. That's the other part that's hard because Jesus wasn't a, a, a lame teacher. No, he wasn't. 
And Peter followed him everywhere. And he was a student. But why is it that he was so lost on the mission? Part of it is something I shared with the family yesterday. Um, you know, they call the, the mind the heart in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I went to the doctors and the doctor said, you got to watch your cholesterol. I'm like, well, I got to watch my cholesterol. What is it? He said, hey, this plaque that builds up on the arteries. And if the plaque builds up too much, it makes the arteries so hard and constricted that blood can't easily flow through. Yeah. So before long, when an artery gets blocked totally, it causes a buildup of blood, blood pressure, heart attack. Yeah. These guys, these good guys that I'm talking about, that's listening right now, they hearing the word. Yeah. But there's nothing it can't pass through because the clogging of the arteries for the mind is our thoughts. It's filtered through our thoughts. These thoughts have hardened our hearts and made it hard for us to receive. Jesus is the best teacher in the world. You would think that anybody under that tutelage would be awesome. But he was still thinking one dimensional when Jesus been always teaching three dimension. You know how you know what I'm saying this Peter ain't nobody just walked off the street no. with these ignorances. No, he He's didn't. somebody been they've been following Jesus, didn't had engagements with him on many occasions. How many men do we talk to? How many men do we teach the word to? And they can't hear the word to see it the way that we're trying to get them to see it because it's passing through clogged arteries. Happens all the time. Then they having heart attacks, like literally having heart attacks, mind attacks. I've I've seen more Christian men break down, Phil, mentally, more than anybody, because they have the word, but it's not able to get to where it needs, and it's causing these buildups, and they break down. Next thing you know, they talk about God ain't real. You, you, yeah, <laughs> F God. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they like forget that. I don't care. God ain't real. This all this is a joke. There's no hope. What's the use? And once you get a man that his heart is as hard as that, there may not be no return. Yeah. And look at all the well-meaning things you did that didn't turn out the way you thought they should. They almost broke your spirit. Did. <laughs> it did break my spirit. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what was I doing during that time? Would have never addressed it at all if I just, he want, this is what he want to do, this is what he want to do. Yeah. That ain't what Jesus did because he understands we're connected together. So part of it is that pride from the guys, but also part is from the people that say they helping like me. Yeah. We don't have the compassion to see. This person is hurting and they've hurt themselves in the way they think so much that even when you give them the truth, it's not able to have a clear path to the heart where it counts. Because there's so much buildup. Got to get rid of the buildup. People have heart attacks all the time. They eat right, Phil. Yeah. Why? Because that buildup has nothing to do with diet. Right. Has part of it is diet, but 
there's some other things that need to happen. There needs to be a symphony of things. Diet, exercise. We have to be those men to one another. Encourage one another to have a healthy, exercised mind. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Exercise is great when you have a workout partner. Yeah. I think we need to we need to be uh our brother's keeper in the sense of like instead of build, building these fake loyalty packs, we should we should do more uh where can you keep me? Yeah. Where can you keep me? You know what I mean? It's like talk me and you. I love you. Is if I if I ever even thought about love to conceptualize it, I don't have no children. If you think about love, I know Leah and Anna Papa. Mm-hmm. When I think about love, the first time I even felt it or even understood it in some capacity was looking at my brother, my baby brother. Yeah, looking at you in a in a crib. The way I felt for you, I never felt for anything. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Those experiences, what love is to me, I immediately think of you. So to be in that position and to love something and to realize that you, what you felt isn't matched with what you see, perceive, or understand. Yeah. That the feeling of love is not the same as the knowledge of love, the perception of love. You know what I'm saying? How can I put this? I know it got to be a way to put this. I know what it is. That basketball player that did that charity boxing, Nate Robinson. Oh, yeah. he, He saw somebody boxing and said, I can do that. Why is he saying he could do that, Phil? Based upon how easy he thought it was. Because things look easy when you have to just see it. Yeah. So he seen somebody punch. He's like, I could punch. I punched before. I knocked people out before. I I fought. You know, most black guys, they didn't fought before, right? Yeah. All I got to do is punch. And I got to do is punch this white boy. That's it. That's it? Count me in. <laughs> That's... How we look at love. Yeah. All I got to do is just love this person. Like hold them. Accept them. All the physical things. Uh, Buy them flowers. Yeah. Post them on Instagram. Be like, loyal to them. Be loyal to them. Be, be, keep my brother. I'm my brother's keeper. Yeah. Until the bell ring. <laughs> and then Phil, I realized that there's certain things you have to do in boxing before you even throw a punch. Right, like have stamina. We had a, a situation. We had a falling out. Like, what was it? Two months ago. Yeah, it was like two months. In that falling out, I realized I had no stamina. Why? Because love requires some things. Yeah, it requires you to move around a ring. Let's say moving out around a ring is long suffering. Yeah. In order for you to move around a ring. You're going to need more than just a mind to say, okay, move around the ring. You're going to also need a body that actually has the energy and the endurance to do it. Yeah. 
And even if you do it for one round, are you good for two? Or 12. And let's just say rounds are years. Even if I did it for the first 12 years of your life, am I good for 60? No. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what it takes because I see Jesus and how he dealt with Peter. And then I'm rounding it all together. Mm-hmm. But when I got in the ring and said, put him up, I know what G- how Jesus dealt with Peter. Let's go. Let's go. He dealt with Peter because he had patience with him. He dealt with Peter because he had wisdom. He knew how to talk to him. He knew how to engage with them. We, we saying all this stuff in the podcast and then the bell ring. Boom. And we don't have no stamina for it. Yeah. I had no patience. So I know what it took that night that we had a fallen out. I knew what it took. Mm-hmm. But guess who ran out of gas? <laughs> Man, I, I both did. We both did. Do you feel me? Yeah. Do you get, you get what I'm saying? I, I hope I said it in a way that really opens up where I want us to, to land this plane on. Yeah. Which is, Philip, we know what it takes. It's never been lost forever. Whoever's listening to this podcast, they could have answered the question before us. But why is it that us as Christian men don't got the gas in the tank to make it to the end? We know what it takes to save our families, really. Yeah, absolutely. We know what it takes to raise our children. We know what it takes to keep our wives. We know what it takes to have a proper household. We know what it takes to be in men of integrity. We watched it. We seen the best do it. We were privy to be able to see a Muhammad Ali, a, a Floyd Mayweather. But we know that, and we've resigned ourselves to the fact that I'm nobody should expect me to get in the ring and do that. Yeah, like they were the, the exception. Like, like they were the exception. Yeah. And even if they were, it's not that the ring of life. It's not that way. No. We've been afforded the abilities, the opportunities to really kill it. And we don't. Why? We ain't, we're training, but we're not training for the real fight. No, not at all. It looks cool to, to to rehearse the things you're good at. I can't love my family, but check this out. I sure can take my kids out and I sure can like take my wife out to dinner. I can't I can't read, you know. The things that are photogenic. Yeah, absolutely. Truly the things that make Jesus Jesus could not be captured on camera. It had to be written. Had to. Real church matters. <laughs> it had to be written. Yeah. Because in order for, you can, you're, we're never going to see the righteous man. We just going to see that he was there. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Phil. Yeah. The effects of Jesus. A lot of times people didn't even realize the effects until he was already gone. Until he was gone. Yeah. One of the things we're working on a project right now mm-hmm. for Easter. And one of the things that stood out to me is that soldier didn't realize Jesus was the son of God when he saw him walking with the cross. He didn't realize he was the son of God when he saw him hanging on the cross. Nope. He didn't realize he was the son of God when he heard whispers of his miracles and his works and his words throughout the city and the town, throughout this 30-mile radius of God's, Jesus' journey. 
Yeah. He knew he was the son of God when he pierced him in the side. Yep. That that did it for him. That did it for him. Do you get what I'm saying? What's really going to open people's eyes of who we are is when we drop our pride and get in a position to be pierced. Nobody wants to though. I know, Phil. Nobody wants to. I always always had that discussion. And like, well, why you let this person do this? And why you let this person do this? And I'm like, how else are they going to see God's love? Yeah. Instead of convenience. Because it's a big difference. Yeah. Like, if we only doing what feels good, that's convenience. Yeah. No matter what it is, though. Because I've given people money because I've had, a like, <laughs> a enough to give. Yeah. It didn't but, hurt. Yeah, it didn't hurt. But... Love is, is is that sacrifice point of giving something that hurts. And, and it's hard for people to grasp that. Like, and, and especially in, in this society, everything has to feel good. Yeah. Every encounter, uh, boundaries are, are, are made if it don't feel good. Right. Boundaries are made to keep people out that challenge our thinking or challenges in the aspect of love. If it hurts, it can't be God. It can't. Oh, no. God would never, he would never do this. That's why as much as we are supposed to be like Christ, I'm glad that you ain't Christ. Right. I'm glad that I wasn't, that wasn't on my shoulders. I know what I do in the midst of hurtful situations. I've bailed, I've left people. I I remember my friend was getting beat up. He was screaming my name. Yeah. (laughs) He was like for himself. And I turned around I saw they caught him and I caught Wills. I was gone. I jumped on a transformer, then hopped the transformer to over the fence, ripped my pants. I was out. It's just with that thinking, with that thinking, Jesus would have been a carpenter. He would have had his own business. He would have had his LLC, bro. (laughs) He would have had his LLC and people would still think he was being obedient to God. He would have been making crosses. He wouldn't have been hanging on them. And that's crazy because that's still good. It's still seen as good. Yeah. He's a wholesome guy, but he's just he's disobedient. And yeah. we can't and we don't know what disobedient look like. So we walk around and we feel like we do know, though, Phil. Oh, yeah. We, but that's part of that pride. Yeah, we do know. That's why. And this is the unfortunate part. We know people can't see the disobedience. We know they can't. Yeah, we know. Yeah, Absolutely. But we bank our bottom dollar on they can. Yeah. One of the things that I used to say to mom that I noticed that transposed, it was like deja vu. Did you say to me? Yeah. Forrest, I don't even know why we having these conversations. Because I ain't do nothing. Right. <laughs> like, you'd be like, I ain't do nothing. Like, fam, I didn't do anything. I'm like, you should be up here throwing a parade for me. Yeah, I didn't do anything. You know what I could have did for us. You know what I could have did. Yeah, you know what I didn't do. You know what I'm saying? Right. I did the same thing to mom. I don't even know what we've been here sitting in this room talking till two in the morning. Please tell me what I did. She like you know what you did. I didn't do anything. This woman was trying to get my heart right. Right. And I was trying to show her that this stuff never leave my heart. It's safe up here. Yeah. Trust me. You don't have to worry about me. It'll never move past thoughts. Seeping through the pores. <laughs> it is. It's the part of the the thing at the hospital. The doctor was like, 
you know, the infection gets so bad, it don't know where to go. Yeah. It's running out of places to go. When everything's infected, it, its job is done. So what does it start doing? It starts killing itself. It starts taking over the space that it want, wanted to inhabit. It starts destroying the very space. Then you die. The place that it needs to live yeah. so it can live, you it know. kills it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the sickness of this world, of our mind. It's good up here. Nobody will know. Only a few people will know. And then all of a sudden, we're sick. And we're like, what happened? You can't, that stuff can't stay there. Yeah, we asking, we asking what happened to people. Like, once we see the aftermath. The person's on the ground, you didn't knock them out. Right? Yeah. The woman's hurt. You didn't, you didn't broke her heart. The kids are destroyed. You didn't did that all over. You quit your job. Can't, men can't keep jobs. No. Why? They're infected. That pride, that anger, that, the emotions, right? Right. And then we got a whole culture of people that's telling us, you know, we need to work. You start your own business. Well, hey. Start a business, but you need to work. You need to work. And to me, the church is not a career option. It's not. And I've been there before. I'm only saying this because it just popped in my heart. But let me say this to all you well-meaning good guys. If you want to do the ministry of spreading the gospel, understand it is a life choice, not a career choice. That's why I changed. And as people can say, it's easy for you because, you know, you got a business. The business ain't even popping like it was, should be. Right. You know what I mean? And at any point, I don't care. I'm not going to turn to making money, trying to make money with the gospel. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. That's a place, a stance that a man has to take. All things that pierce us, Phil. Right. They reveal our true divinity. Right. So that night we had a falling out. I had to apologize. Even though to the naked eye, most people would say, you didn't do anything. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though I did, and I knew that, and you did, to the naked eye, people would say, "What? What? let's put it this way. They would say, whatever you did, it didn't warrant that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. But I realize that what what hurts hurts more than anything physical is to do right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it 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 always to apologize to the to to the person I love. Remember, I just told you when yeah. I think of love, I think of you. Ain't that crazy? Yeah. But it still hurt you. You know what I'm saying? I still hurt you. Yeah. How can we hurt what we love? And this is a this is a question that I'm not the first to ask to any man. Yeah. Because most of the time, the women in our lives have asked this question before. How can you hurt what you love? Because you're not seeking God on how to love the things He He told us to love. This instruction that goes beyond the rights. In the wrongs 
of this world that we have to pay attention to. And it's something that I, I, I learned after the fact. But the way God wants us to love certain things. Love hurts. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've been brought up that love feels good. Yeah. Hey, man, love ejaculates. Nah. Jesus after dark. <laughs> no. Nah, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Nah, it you doesn't. know what love does? Love makes somebody hurt. Yeah. You. You. Love hurts. It hurts to apologize. Hurts. Hurts to submit and be humble and say, Philip, I've messed up. I know the right way to do things. But I clogged my heart with thoughts that prevented the truth from getting where it need to go. Love is asking for forgiveness for people who ain't asked for forgiveness. <laughs> love is, look, love is, and this is the crazy part. Love is realizing whether they forgive me or not, I'm asking for forgiveness where it count. Right. I'm asking God for forgiveness. Yeah. And then I'm going to that person and I'm asking them for forgiveness, not because I need it, mm-hmm. but because they do. Right. Even if they say no. I just gave them something. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I gave them. The, I, I submitted myself. That's humility. It's the highest level of humility. Like when when Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know now what they he do. He submitted himself to the people. Yeah. He submitted himself. Not not in in hopes that they would see that. He didn't do it with that intention. He, he didn't send a mass text out to all those people. Yeah. They, some of them, they, well, they couldn't hear it. They couldn't hear it. They were too busy cussing. Bro, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. He's too busy cussing him. Who did he do that for? You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I, sometimes, sometimes guys, I know sometimes pe- you disrespected people openly. You need to apologize to them openly. Yeah. But sometimes we got to stop making everything a, a mass broadcast. Probably, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got men on putting on Instagram apologizing to your wife. No. I mean, they put the screen caps up and everything. Like, she saw I sent this, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to openly tell her if I made a fool out of her and I wanted to do it. And, you know, no, bro. Yeah. We got to get to the point we doing stuff for the per. He only was speaking to one person. Father, forgive them. He can't tell God what to do. He was, it was an act of submission. Yeah. It was an act. <sighs> Submission, humility, and love. Love. Most of all, love. Like, I love, like, I love. Matter of fact, he he respected his father enough that he he loved the very thing that his father loved. Yeah. And that's that's what we have to start doing is understanding how much God loves these people. God yeah. loves my brother. So, therefore, I'm going to love him. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do with me anymore. It has nothing to do how he treats me. I love God so much that I'm going to love the very thing that he yeah. loves. I'm going to forgive the very f- thing that he he loves. Like, it has to translate that way. Because that's how I started seeing it. Like, Jesus, he, like, these people brutalized him. But at this point, he's talking to God because his connection to people is God. How much can you take, Philip? We don't ask ourselves the right questions no more, do we? Nah. How much can you take? What can you take? At this point, anything. <laughs> I have to. I have to. You got to. Somebody right now saying, I don't have to. 
No, you have to. You have to. Yeah, you have to. You have to. There's, there's no other option. Why? What's the other option? It's, it's, it's you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the other I've option? I tried it. And if they haven't tried it, try, I, I mean, I could write a book about it. It's just, you can lash out on everybody. You can fight everybody. You can do harm to everybody that does harm to you. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't put you any closer to God. You know what? You caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. You caught between God and your hard heart. Yeah. <laughs> you caught between the rock that's higher than high and your hard heart. Yeah. Because somebody's saying, that, no, I don't have to do anything. It's saying, okay, so turn up then. Yeah. Because I know you, we, I've got, I put the citizen app on my phone. So now I've realized like, even in this county, it's like Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a lot going on. Yeah. But it's like, for all the crime that you see, there's still the majority of people are not about that life. No. They're not. It's, it's like petty. Yeah, it's a bunch of so. For and, and I'm talking to the good guys who are listening. For all of you to saying no, she ain't gonna talk to me like that. She is. She is. Oh okay. no, she not. And then what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Because it gets to that point. It's like so. What you gonna do? And then after that, what you gonna do? And then after, yeah. And then after, after that, after you slap her, what you gonna do? Yeah. Okay. After you got the cuffs on you, what you gonna do? Yeah, because it's time continues to happen. Everything's happening. Indeed. There is no bottom. No. It goes further and further. The bottom is when you decide, I'm not going to do that no more. Yeah. That's the bottom. It can always go deeper. Yeah. I mean, when people Even say when you're in got, jail, bro. They say they got an option when it comes to God, and I don't see it as that. Like, it's... it's, it's Somewhere, it's, a man humbles himself. If he never humbled himself in the streets... He gonna humble himself in jail. It's gonna happen. If he don't humble himself in jail, he gonna humble himself before God when he dies. Yeah, somebody at, at, at some point, some point, you're going to hit the place where you humble yourself. So why not do it now? Why not? Before it's too late, bro. We these conversations. That's why we do this because these conversations no they need to be had to guys that they're not gonna have. Right. I haven't earned that place with every guy. So some of this stuff that I'm saying, it's not even going to be received because it's too much cholesterol. You know what I'm saying? People always say like, Forrest, you know, you need to be more engaging with guys. I try. But one thing that I keep hitting the wall on is I need more time. It's not enough time in the day. Like, it's not even enough time for me to be a proper keeper to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're a busy man. I'm a busy man. But we got to find time in order to keep one another. Because what is keeping? My job is to keep your mind. Right. Keep your mind how? His mind, he got to keep his own mind. My job is to help him keep his mind. Since yeah. since I got, we got to make it plain to people. Yeah. My job is to help him keep his mind. Why do you think that Floyd Mayweather or Muhammad Ali or any of them have corner men? I'm the fighter I'm the best in the world I know how to fight Why do I have this man in this corner Why do I need him Because in the moments of adversity I need someone to help me keep my Mine That's what the corner man did Yeah. Corner man can't fight for you 
Corner man can't give you no more tips. Corner man there to keep your mind stayed on what we talked about. Well, you already know. He telling the champ, he keep he won't even say his name. He just keeps saying what, Phil? <laughs> what he keeps saying? Champ. Yeah. Why? I got to keep your mind on what you are. Because when you get hit in the mouth one good time, you might forget. And it, and it takes a connection to, to that, that boxing trainer to know what to say to keep him motivated. The tra- and here's the thing. The trainer ain't the corner man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not your trainer, bro. Yeah. Real church. <laughs> I'm not your corner man. <laughs> right. I am. I mean, I'm not your trainer. I'm your corner man. Yeah. Who training us? God is. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. He told us to follow Christ. Follow Christ. And, and that's the manual. That's the standard. He shows us how to fight. But then he has us around brothers and sisters he put us. That's why. Ch- that's what church is supposed to be, bro. Church yeah, was supposed Pat to Riley. be the corner. Yeah. Supposed to have a bunch of corner men who help you keep your mind. I've been around all types of pastors who didn't help me keep my mind. Yeah, you get hit hard enough in the second round. I get hit hard. I, w- I went to some corner men. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What should I do, man? I lost my job, and they're like, I lost mine too. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you think they got hit? <laughs> you. Do you think when that bell ring, you gonna want to get up off that stool? No, no. Imagine that Mayweather get popped one good time. He nervous, and the guy said, "Man, I ain't never seen you get hit like that." Yeah, that's not. This funny. might be the end of your career. You might actually lost a step. All right, player, go back out there and try at least. <laughs> that's church. That's church. Yeah, that's church. They'll mock you. Some people laugh at you. These this church people. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I've seen heard people get up there and say all crazy stuff and laugh at them. I mean, the fight not even over with, and they telling you how they lost too. And, it's and okay. we laughing, and yeah. we laughing. People get up and tell you how they lost, got knocked on their tail. Fight not even over, and they already ready to call it out. Yeah, they they throw in the fight, right? And we laughing. I laughed at too many people, Phil. Absolutely. I, that's not how we help men. You got to help them keep their mind. The problem is, is that we don't know how to how to do that. I think that we, we are helping people even understand that. Like, that's my job for you. When you call me, my job is, all right, let me help him keep his mind. Yeah. It's frustrating. That's where that patience, stamina guy come in. Most of our conversations... Be me trying to reroute your thinking back to what can win you the fight. Right. <laughs> and you like, you don't understand, bro. This one hurt. Uh, do you see my face, bro? Like, do you see what that did to me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how our conversations go. You know this how your conversations go with me. Right. You see what this such and such did? You you see how they look at my check? You see what this is doing to me? You feel me? Yeah. And we like, yeah, that is bad. Nah, we don't need cut men. 
and put some Vaseline on that. Let me try to close that up. Remember Rasheen Rockman had oh that knot? Oh my gosh. And the dude just got the little icy, the icy metal thing just pressing it down. Like just trying. He's like, all right, you good. You got, nah, that thing ain't do nothing. He had a cartoon knot. <laughs> he still got to get out there. And the whole time, the guy in the corner, if y'all, y'all, y'all don't know, go watch these YouTubes. Watch how the corner men work. Even if their guy's getting tore up. Yeah. They're like, come on, man. You one hit away. Nah, he won't hit away from dying. <laughs> yeah. But you're, that's not my job to tell you that. Yeah. That That's where I messed up. You know? Yeah. That's not wisdom. That's not wisdom. Read back what Peter was, what Jesus was saying to Peter. Right. He's a corner man. He's a corner man. He's a trainer. He ain't just telling them you can do it. He telling them, uh, you're not going to do it. Yeah. He's like, no, Jesus, I'm I'm not going to deny you. He's like, you are. But what's cool about it is you're going to get back up and then I want you to encourage your brothers. Yeah. Jesus get to do that. I don't get to do that. My thing should have been. If if it was me and I'm not Jesus, Peter, I believe you, man. I think you can do this. You just got to remember, they're going to do this. Jesus told you they're going to do this. And you got to remember. Yeah. You got to remember this. That's our job. Encouragement. 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 Telling you what you already know. Or what if you don't know? It does. It does nothing. Does nothing. Does nothing. If I tell you. I stop you in the middle of the street and say, bro, you got a hole in your pants. You don't got another pair for me. I have anything. So now I'm aware of a hole and I'm nowhere near being able to do anything about it. They call it tough love. That's what they think. I mean, I'd rather him know than to walk around with a hole. He walking around anyway. Yeah. What did you... It'd be better if I came t- with pants. I saw you had a hole, my guy. Here's, here's a pants. Here's a patch. Or hey, I see you got a hole. You might not know what to do about it at this particular time. I say take your jacket off, wrap it around your waist. You'd be good to go. You know you still got the hole, but you know what I'm saying you, you offering something in the midst of showing someone something. Yeah. I should never show you something, and I show you how to help. Right. Have I done that many a times? Have I thought I was loving you? Yeah. I can get on this podcast microphone right now and be like, men, you need to do this, this, and this. But nah, we need to, if we're going to really help men, we got to start keeping them by helping them keep their mind stayed on God. Even when they messing up. Even, even when, when they, they messing interceptions, up. Even when they, they get knocked out, it's just... It's always tough because, like, some some of the men that, that even work with me, people be like, yo, I don't know how you work. How you, like, do yeah. how do you do it? How do you encourage somebody when they just hurt you? Yeah. How do you, how do you encourage somebody when they just threw a pick for your team? Like, the quarterback just threw a pick six. It's going the other way. Y'all might lose this game. But as a coach, you still got to go to them and be like, it's okay. We get another chance. You get out there and score. Still time on the clock. Still time on the clock. You already know it's a wrap. Yeah. You told your guys up at the top, you like, 
hey man, don't even do nothing crazy. I'm gonna get the the guys that matter out this game. This is not looking good. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you can't say that to that guy. Yeah. Your job is to keep his mind. You know the funny thing about the whole Jesus Peter thing is Mm -hmm. Jesus actually expected that from Peter as well. That's why he was so hurt. Yeah. Like he was like, hey. Y'all, y'all left. I'm like, I needed prayer. Yeah. Like, I'm praying by my like. Come on now, like, we all need it at all some need. point. All need it. There's no church right now. Are you being the corner man for people right now? There's no church. Yeah, we we leave it on a lot of people. We'd be like, so many people call me like, hey, uh, somebody just called called me the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't know this guy. Hey, um, this lady, you know her. He told me her name, says she gave me your number, said I should call you and you can help me. Mm. The pressure. The pressure. The pressure. And the funny thing is, I can help him. But she thinks that I can because she knows what I represent. And mm. I thought it was dope because this is not somebody I, I thought would see me that way. Right. Not the typical person, but shout out to her. Mm-hmm. I doubt she's listening, but shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to her. And she said, hey, I told this guy to call you because as she said in her text, and I might post it and block all the pertinent information. She said, I know your heart. Yeah. All I've ever seen you do is help people. And he needs help right now. I know you can help. him." And so we've been on this journey, you know, uh, talking on the phone and stuff, but the reality is that that's what we need to be. Right. It's like that's more to take on. That's why I asked you the question, how much can you take? Yeah. Because you got to be able to take your stuff that's going on and, and their stuff. Not their, not their problems. You not just their problems. Yeah, you, but. You got to take on that role, that, that responsibility. That responsibility is a, is a lot. I got to keep my mind stayed on God. And I got to keep his. And I got to help you keep yours. Yeah. I got to help you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't be, it's not every man for himself. That's not the way we capture the hill. Yeah. But that's the, that's the, you know, it's the name of the game these days, man. Like, everybody's like, oh, they'll figure it out. They'll, yeah. You know, the old people always, she's going to learn, he's going to learn. And it's just like. These, these pierces. Yeah. How many, how many times do I got to keep your mind? Then keep my baby's mind. You got two little daughters. You got to keep their minds. Like you got to be engaged to keep a mind. Yeah. If you're not in the corner, you can't say anything to the fighter. Right. How many people corners are we in? I feel like every, the people that are in our lives are we're there to be in their corner. Got to make sure we in the right place. You know what I mean, Phil? Yeah. You got daughters. For those of you girl dads out there, your job is not to be just provider. Your job is to be in her corner. And being a provider and being in her corner are both time-consuming things. Right? Right. It takes time to work. Yeah, it does. You work your butt off. And you work. There's a there's a type of work from working for someone. There's a type of work for working for yourself. Right. 
One is more time consuming. And in the midst of that, this brother got to go from being provider to being corner man. Yeah. Then you throw on top of that, you got to be corner man to their their mother. Yeah. You, you got to be corner man. You know what I mean? Yeah. On top of that, you got to be corner man to your big brother. Right. Then on top of that, you got to be corner man to your siblings and your mother and your father and your nieces and your nephews. And your grandparents, if you got them, and right. your co-workers and your employees. Right. You got to be corner man to every person that's in the fight. Every person. Every person in the fight. And every person that's not in the fight, you got to direct them to the trainer so they can get in the fight. Right. And then once they in the fight, you got to get in their corner. This is some good stuff, bro. Yeah, it is. This is good stuff. And I hope that it inspires you. It's inspiring me. I didn't know we was going to bring this stuff up. Yeah. I love when we know things, but all of a sudden, they are presented to us in a way that causes us to see it even better. Yeah. Clarity. Clarity. And I feel like I wanted to have, the only mission that I wanted in this podcast was to give actionable things for men to do starting now. Encouragement. Do you know what I'm saying? Starting now. What can we do? We can encourage our brothers. Yeah. Get in their corner. So I'm minding my business. He is, <laughs> he is your business. Crazy thing is, they they not really in the corner. Yeah. But you want to know where people at? These people that you so-called call friends, they over there with the judges. Right. They scoring the fight. <laughs> Dog. I got that round. Devil one, you zero. Yeah. Spectating. Yeah. Then to some people, they in the press box. They reporting your loss. Yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, he my man too, but I can't believe that his marriage went down like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He my man too, but I can't believe that he just lie like that. Like, I can't believe that he think he does. He think he that. He foul. But he, he foul. But that's my man. You know what I'm saying? It's like Shaq. He he think he giving constructing criticism to these guys, yeah, and they they, they rebelling against him. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant's like, man, these old guys gotta shut up. Yeah, and people like, hey, what, why the young guys don't want to hear from the older guys? Because they not saying they're constructive. Nah, just turn them down. You just tearing me down. You saying I don't got what it takes? Are you going to help me take it? Yeah, I understand. Call me on the phone. Call me on the phone. Tell me, these are some things you could do. Bing, bing, bing. When you make it a broadcast thing, you selling TV shows. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's all that happens. How many, how many men pastors have you seen get up in front of church and in front of a majority women crowd say, "These men need to have a job," and they like, "Amen." Tell us. Tell us. Why are you telling them? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. This stuff. It go a lot deeper, bro. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I've seen it, and, and it's I've dirty. Seen it my, it's, it's holy dirty, Mackin. If you right. ask me, like, what is this? It's, it's not edifying anything. It's not edifying. It's glorifying yourself, like you the 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 anomaly to the men. Yeah, I'm not an anomaly. I'm a man like all these other guys, and I struggle with all the things they struggle with. But I make a choice. That's what Jesus was. That's so, what he was. So much so he took on the sins of the team. And yet knew no sin. 
Yeah. Took on the whole sense of the team. Yeah. He didn't go find a super team. Yeah. He didn't say, oh, how I get stuck with uh, <laughs> Judas, Peter? They don't even like me. <laughs> this is a mess. I'm asking to be traded. <laughs> no. Why you send me yeah, yeah. He stuck yeah. with his he stuck with his team the whole time. And we talk right over the <laughs> Oh my gosh. We talk right over the music. But I appreciate you, Phil. Absolutely. I'm starting the music back again. I appreciate you. I think that this was a, a helpful conversation. We went a little over, but I think that it was much needed. I'm definitely gonna have you back because I didn't even get to all my questions. It's all good. It's all good. And uh you know how some shows have like correspondence? Yeah. So you got a Middle East correspondent and all that stuff. You're my male correspondent. Absolutely. I got a lot of women that come on here, but I need somebody on the front lines with these these good men. Yeah. <laughs> live. <laughs> I was about to say the N word. Reporting live. <laughs> Reporting live from in town. <laughs> Did you just help me understand? Because I really want to help. I don't just want to help you. I want to help all men. Yeah. Who sure. not so young no more. Shoot, I'm about to be forty. You about to be thirty four, right? Yeah. Where where? Well, no, no, I am thirty four. You're thirty four. You about to be thirty five? Yeah. yeah. So we encroaching upon some pivotal points of our life where we can't just sit around and say talk about what we gonna be when we grow up. Yeah, we we grown. Already, we here. Yeah. You know, people sitting around like, yeah, one day I know God going to lead me to uh, preach the gospel. It's like, when? Because yeah, you, you, you 30 something. You on the other side of the hill. There was people on that other side of the hill that needed some word. <laughs> <laughs> on your way up the hill, People needed word. Yeah, that's the, that's the pivotal time where you can actually help people. You, you now you down the hill, and some people not gonna listen to your word because they know you going down instead of up. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, man, we go uh, long as can be. But shout out to our parents. Um, I'm always uh, thankful for them, and uh, everything, every word, every syllable that you hear from me or from Philip. Is a testament to the raising that they did. Absolutely. And you might know us for doing other things that aren't so good, but trust me, this that you hear right now is indicative of who we've been raised to be. And so, shout out to my parents for taking some piercings. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Sometimes I had the spear in my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, shout out to them and Real Church Matters. God bless, guys. God bless.